you take that seat there. Well, as I said, it's my delight to welcome again Bishop Lucy to speak to us this morning on Racial Justice Sunday. For those of you who haven't yet met Lucy, uh, we had the joy of hearing Lucy speak back last July to us. And um, we also got to hear a little bit more of your story. And many of us uh, were able to buy uh, your first book, which details some of the miraculous ways that God has led you through uh, impossible places. And uh, that's a great read, and I understand that we still have a few copies, or we have a few copies, we don't still have, because we sold out immediately that day, we've got some new copies that we have got on sale. Is that right, Peter? We've got some copies, is that right? Yes, we have, I've got a nod over here, so that's good. There's copies in the house, anyway. Um, I do recommend it, it's a wonderful read. Um, now, I missed out on a notice that I, Joan gave me, so I'm going to read this notice, because if you haven't heard from Lucy, Prick up your ears. If you have, you'll know you want to hear this. So, Lucy is, uh, her organisation Rush has a Rush meal. That's not really speedy meal, is it? No, just. It's on Saturday, the 24th of February, 12.30 for one o'clock. Soup roll, a delicious dessert, and it's at Whiteleaf Free Church Hall. Lucy and Andrew, Andrew, Andrew here, wonderful, hello Andrew, uh, will be sharing. There's music with Steve Flashman. Good company. There's a, a granny stall. A granny stall and raffle. Well, that sounds intriguing as well. There's a £10 donation. We've got to come, haven't we, to find out what that is as well. Please reserve your seat and um, speak to Joan. Joan, would you give us a wave? Reserve your seat with Joan. Okay. That's the notice. I promised I'd give. Now, Bishop Lucy, we've got a photograph that I think we're going to bring up. This is your family. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your family before you uh, open God's word to us? Yeah, this is uh, our family. Uh, God has been so gracious to give us many children from all walks of life. Uh, we have children from Uganda. We have children from, you know, Kenya, many parts. We, we have 42 tribes. So God has given us that heart that we open doors for all. The rich and the poor belongs to God and they are images of God. So it's a, it's a small family. We need to increase and we enjoy having chaos in a good way at the family. Just to find a cup and everything you can see. And that was just one evening when we had worshipped and uh, one of our sons said, can we have a photo? Because almost everybody was at home after we had closed school. So, yeah. And you said that's uh, your eldest son, is that right at the front, who's looking after everybody? At yeah, that he, that's Enoch, our, he's our second, oh, second born, yeah. And uh, he's the one we've left some responsibility uh, to look after each other and to look after the school, yeah, and the women project. Can we pray for you? Please do. Thank you. Yes. Would you like to stretch out a hand to Bishop Lucy? Yes. Oh Lord, we thank you for Bishop Lucy and for Andrew being among us once again. We thank you for their fellowship with us. Lord, would you uh, speak in power once again through Lucy as she brings the word to life in all its fullness. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you. Once again, good morning. I'll, I'll ask you to turn to your neighbor and just give them a, a big smile from me. That, uh, if possible, just tell your neighbor you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, yes. Uh, once again, I want to thank God for the leadership of this church to invite me a second time. I feel so much privileged. It's such a great privilege. And I want to thank God for that. And thanking God for giving you uh, this time just to sit and listen from me. It's, it's just a miracle of its own. Uh, when I heard this passage that has been beautifully read with our brother here, um, it's talking about me and you are created by one God. The poor and the rich have one thing in common. We are the image of God. That's how he looks at us. He doesn't look at what we acquire under the sun. He looks at us as his children. And this is quite encouraging. With that alone has given me a way to live. That in our home, we open doors for all. We were so much privileged to host one of the professors from here to join that family that you have seen. And it was such a great fun. He's, he's coming to the Lord, his, his, his child. And on Christmas Day, we were singing in our church, everyone. And he also thought in himself, and he said he wants to present a song. And indeed, he did. A beautiful song he sang in our church. That uh, an old woman swallowed a fly. And it was beautiful to hear it in the middle of Christians. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Praise the Lord. So... Um, and uh, we have also children from all walks. The Bible says we are the image of God. The image. He took his time to create. And as I said earlier, uh, we are hosted by Joan. We call her Mama Joan. She's given us her home. We stay there. We share everything. And um, she's, she paints. She colors. And I will always see her when she has a photo and she's coloring someone. She, she will take a lot of time to think about it. Every time she's eating, she's passing, she's looking at this photo, his, her portrait, and she's always working on it and saying, I want the nose to be lifted. I don't understand her language, but she's doing all this, making the picture come out nicely. And that's what the Lord did for you and me. He took a lot of time, big thoughts, to create, to create you, to create me, to create that other brother. So we are brothers and sisters that have come out of the heart and the thoughts of God. We are so precious before the eyes of God. So when the leadership asked me to come and minister today, this special day, uh, 
it has been giving me a lot of thoughts. And I said, what am I going to share? And the Spirit of God has been very loud speaking to me about it. And one of the things he told me is to define the word justice. What is justice? Justice is not just punity. Justice is also restoration and repair. So this morning, we are going to talk about a God who restores and repairs. And the first step, which we always take as the last, I'm taking looking inward. Examine yourself when you think of Sunday justice. It should be our lifestyle. Examine yourself. And out of that, it will bring restoration and repair. Every pain, every heart we have gone through, God is longing for us to once again be one body and work in unity. He's longing. When you look at Colossians chapter 3, 13, he's longing. Verse then there, he's talking about going back to the knowledge of God, our creator. Get the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? What is at his heart for me? So this time and moment, I'll ask us to look inside, inward. What is it? Is it what has been put in me? You know, we've nurtured a lot of ideologies. We've nurtured things that have been a pain, a struggle. It has not added value in our lives. So we want restoration and repair as the body of Christ. The way forward to the next generation, what we are going to pass on, is to look inward. And this he writes in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4.22, that let the old go and the new come. Paul is writing to the church. He's not writing to non-Christians. He's writing to the Christians who have come in with a lot of heart, a lot of pain. There is a lot we've even lost. We've nurtured things that are not beneficial to our Christian work. So looking inside will help us sweep, sweep and find what we have lost. The lost coin, it's down there under your bed. You are not using it. God has gifted each and every one of us. We have a gift, a gift from our Father that we may use in the body. You are a part of the body. How are you taking your part? So I'll give you a minute just to look inside. What is it that you need to sweep out and that you need to find that you may put in use for the way forward of restoring our original plan of God, being one body in Christ. What is it? Amen. I believe you. There is something that is on your heart. You know that. And one of the things that I want to share this morning that inspired me
to the level of where we have opened our home is uh, when we had war in Uganda, so many families were displaced and lots of children lost their way, their direction. In the book of Psalms 11, it says, what do you do when the foundations are shaken? All of us, in one way or another, our foundations have been shaken. Our marriages, our relationships, our thoughts, everything has been shaken. So one thing I learned from my grandfather and my father was to open the doors for the children. We had the greatest fun when these kids were around. And that inspired me. And that's why we have a bigger family. It never stops growing. And that's one thing. Another thing that inspired me as a child, according to the passage, train your children the way they should go, was this Catholic priest. We are Protestants, but Catholic priest used to walk to our village in the mud trucks, in his white garment, a man called Peter from England. I remember him to this day. I was a little girl who nobody knew will be anybody. And I was displaced in my own family. Nobody wanted to see me in rags, but my grandmother was a loving grandmother. But this priest, Catholic priest, I don't know whether he's still alive or I don't know where he is, but one thing for sure, wherever he is, he did a lot in my life. He used to come to the village, he will call me like that and pick me up and sway like that. He didn't care of his white, nice, priestly comments. Has stuck in my mind. And it has been an inspiration to me to wanting to pick someone I might not pick you like he did, but I want to pick you with good words, lift you and just take you around like that so that you can feel nice as I've always felt nice when I think of Father Peter. When I came to this land, I asked John, can I find Father Peter? And he said, of course, you can see England. It's not a small place. So thank God for Father Peter the priest of the Catholic and a missionary in Kenya. So what are you doing today? How are you lifting people that you do not know? They might look dirty as I was looking with rags, but still you can pick them up and make them cheerful, cheer them up. So one of the things that is disturbing us, I don't want to go on the other side. I want to dwell on restoration. and repair. I've been a Christian for a while. In this walk, since 1988, I gave my life to the Lord. But I never knew that there was something, if I could have died that time, I would not have entered heaven. As much as he's a merciful God, he's a God of justice, and we have to balance punity and restoration. There was one thing I did not know until one Sunday like this, when they said, we examine 
our hearts. Go and search what could be the problem why you are not walking in the will of God. What could be that is causing you pain as much as you are in church? Struggle, anger. I know we've been hurt in the past so much. I know you've gone through a lot. I know each and every one of us has got a story. But one thing for sure, when you search, you will find something. And this one thing I found, that there is no way for me to be effective in my Christian work without forgiveness. And that struck me hard in that very Sunday service. I looked up and I said, I'm preaching the gospel. I don't hurt anyone. Whom should I forgive? I'm all right. And as I lifted up my hands for worship, God opened my eyes and I saw my hand. I saw my missing finger and I said, oh God, is that that is causing me not to see you? How can I go and forgive? Is this lady still around? The lady that cut off my finger? What do I do? The Lord told me to go and ask for forgiveness. She's the one who hurt me. How do I forgive her? She should be the one asking for forgiveness. I had those questions. And it's right to have questions. I had no peace until I told my husband, I'm going back to the village, hopefully to find if this woman is still alive. I went and I found her in struggle, poverty. She saw me and she smiled. She said, welcome, my, my daughter. And I said, yeah, I'm happy I'm here. But I said, before you do anything, let us pray. But before I pray, I have something to tell you. And she said, tell me anything. Then I said, I want to ask for forgiveness. And she said, what forgiveness? You've done nothing wrong. You've only visited. I said, no, no. You might not know. It is long time. It's over 20 years. She said, what is it? I can't remember, I said. My finger, my hand, the scars. I've carried you in my heart. I cannot move on. I'm struggling with life. She cried. She cried. I cried. We held hands. We cried and prayed together. Whew. It brought relief and healing. And that's why I'm here today. God opened doors when I forgave this woman. God lifted me up. I can stand before great 
and the least and speak of his goodness. Forgiveness has power to healing and restoration. We are not going just to talk about punishing, hurting. We have to think the way forward to pass a mantle to our children, to pass on to generations, to bring healing to humanity. This can happen if we can turn to the one who began a good work in us, our Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 12:2, fix your eyes on Jesus. Do not fix on the past. It will kill us. Do not fix on him. He's talking to you. He's saying something. When it sparks out in your heart, he's saying, open that door for that lady. He's saying, go and worship. There are things we are all gifted differently. There are so many gifts. Don't take your burden to someone else. Don't say, what is the government doing about this? Don't push things to the government. God is saying, what are you doing about it? Take it on. Take on what you feel in your spirit, what is deep in your heart. Search for it. Take up room. I don't know whether you have rooms here. Here life is very different. But those who lived in Victorian time will understand what a broom is. It is something you used to sweep every dirt in your house. Do you know the broom? Anybody? Anybody 50s, 70s? Ask your neighbor, do you know a broom? And if they know, tell them, ask them the question, what is the work of a broom? Let us sweep everything that is not beneficial from our hearts. Every idea that was nurtured in us. Sweep all that is not good. Retain the best. I've retained Father Peter. He did a lot of good to me. I have no problem with the color. The color is just a coat. I wear outside. Under me, it's me. What brought the strife to the sons of Jacob among the brothers was just a coat, a colored coat that pleased the father to give to his son, caused a lot of strife. But thank God, out of that jealousy, Joseph was found in Egypt. After a painful experience, he found second in command. And of course, the foundation of the children of Jacob and the rest in the land was shaken through famine. What comes next? They are pushed to go and look for safety. People have been pushed to come here, but they had forgotten about the court. They went to Egypt. Whom do, you, whom do they meet? Their brother. It gives them a chance to ask for forgiveness 
and it gives Joseph a chance to forgive them. All that is happening today is not new. Someone will come at your door. Open it. A woman at Sarafat opened a door for Elijah. And in her house, she never lacked. We never lack today. I have children. We have looked over 400 children through our home. We eat. We drink without money. That's what the Bible has promised. Let us pass this mantle to our children. Let us not be busy looking on how this will be avenged. Oh, we were taken here, we suffered this. Yes, we suffered. But what is the way forward? Is to look into ourselves and ask God, where do I start? He will determine, he will show you where to engage in the body of Christ. You have a part to play. And if anybody asks you a question, tell them, it is just a court. You are my brother. I would like you to turn to someone and just tell them, my brother, it is just a court. Look around, there are many colors. I've not seen anybody wear the same color. Why are you in purple today, in pink, in red, in green? It is just a color. God is a God of different shades, different colors. And I love that for sure. He has given us another opportunity. If we have hurt someone, we go and repent. If someone has hurt us, we forgive them. It's another opportunity. I want to love you for now and leave you because we can keep on talking about this great love of God. He loves us. In Colossians 3.10, he says, go back to the knowledge of the creator. His knowledge, he's longing us to be one. Many parts one body. It is just a color. God bless you.